What's up, everybody? Welcome, welcome, welcome to another Studio Q Live. Um, my name is Quincy Thomas, and I am the host and founder of uh, Studio Q. Shout out to all my Facebook followers on um, Facebook. Uh, Studio Q Facebook. Shout out to all my Whitney friends on For the Love of Whitney. Shout out to all my subscribers over there on YouTube. And if you're watching this on the replay, thanks for watching. If you're listening, this is listening to this on my um, Quincy podcast. Thank you for listening. And um, today I'm excited. I'm excited because I get to interview a singer, songwriter, and owner of a niece record label. Her name is Beth. Griffith Manley, but uh, we, we we going by one names today. It's just going to be Beth. All right. Just going to be Beth. And um, she has saying background for the legendary, iconic Anita Baker. She's saying background for Kim. You may remember her from season 16 of uh, The Voice when she was on Team John Legend and Kelly Clarkston. I mean, come on, like, that's just phenomenal right there. She's also the daughter of a Motown um, legend, uh, which is his name is Johnny Griffith. And he was one of the original funk brothers. He was a piano. So a lot of the songs that you hear from Motown that are just classic, her dad played on that. Her dad played on that. So she got it already in her bone. She has new music dropping this month, um, new music dropping next month and new music coming in June. Like she's all over the place in a good way. So, um, but it's when I found out that she was the body double for Whitney Houston on Sparkle uh, that my excitement for this interview doubled. Because if you guys know me, and some of you do, you know I love all things Whitney and anybody who's connected to her, even in the slightest way, I get excited about. So the fact that Beth had that experience made me want to talk to her even more. So I see that she's in a room. I don't know if she has her camera on because it's black. <laughs> so we're gonna see. Now she are you there, Beth? Where you at? Yeah, I'm yeah. here. Can you hear you gotta me? Turn your, you, you gotta turn your camera on. <laughs> you gotta turn your camera on, Beth. So we have some technical difficulties. I knew she she's been in the room listening to my intro, but her um her uh camera is not on. So you might want to go back out, Beth. And, and and log back in. Yeah, yeah, do that. She's doing that right now. So I, I wasn't able to see her when I was talking and usually um, I'm able to see that. So I know that uh, she she probably didn't know how to click it. StreamYard, I'm, I'm new to StreamYard. So, you know, forgive me, forgive us. So she'll be here in a second. So while she's coming back, let me shout out some people in the chat. Let's see, Sheila Henry. Let's see. Okay, Sheila's in the building. Thank you for joining. Oh, she got it now. Hey. She got it. She got. She figured that thing out. I got it. I got it. Yes. Hi. How are you? I'm Welcome good. to Studio Q. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here to talk to you. Oh, for real, for real. Oh, tell me why, girl. Tell me why. Because you love Whitney, and I love Whitney, and that alone, that's it. Real Bam. See, I, see, we already family just based on that. And yes. you had like, I was excited before that, just listening to your music and reading about your history, because like, I love to meet people before I meet them. Me so too. yeah. So I was excited just by that. But then and I've been seeing this picture. Let me, let me, let me, let me do this right here. Let me make sure I got my camera right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Do your, do your camera right, girl. Let me and see. listen, if you hear any background music, I'm literally in the studio right now because album number two is dropping in June and we're mixing. So I 
So if if you hear something, please forgive me, but we're kind of in work mode. So girl, that's what I love about you. You are the person who does it wherever you're gonna do it at. You are I just bring my little stuff and set it up in the lobby. Yeah, you listen, you are you're a boss, and like th that's the that's the greatest thing about you doing this interview on March 1st because it kicks off Women History Month too. And you are a trailblazing woman. Thanks. Today, Listen, today is World Compliment Day. So shout out to you being a boss. Okay. Shout out to you being a boss. You, I'm on your show. Come on now. I wanna, I, listen, I want to show this, uh, this, this picture right here because I saw this picture as a Whitney fan. You know, you see, you see everything. So yeah. when I saw, I didn't, I had no idea. I was like, who is this person? And she all up on Whitney. So I love this. Why she all up on my girl? Like, why that? she all up on my girl? No, I was, I just wanted to know who you were because it'd be just another person that I could love who also loves Whitney. But I've seen this picture for years oh, wow. on, the, on the internet and I yeah. just didn't know who it was. So to actually be sitting here talking to you is great so you know i was going to start off somewhere else and we'll get back there in a second because okay. i got i got clips and everything for you girl I mean, oh I'm wow okay you're gonna have me crying today oh my god <laughs> no so i want to start here just because i figured out how to put a picture up here you know okay <laughs> i learned that yesterday you go show your new skills yeah. <laughs> i got you it is world compliment day <laughs> so please i know that you and whitney have the same birthday you're the same yeah. height you have the same shoe size yes. so uh it's only wonderful that you would become her body double on sparkle but like that's a one in a million you know situation so yeah. tell us about this holy ghost experience that you had in detroit on a set of sparkle with the one and only whitney houston well that truly was i mean the way you just described it a holy ghost experience I, when i auditioned for to just be in the movie as an extra i had no idea she was even in the movie i went um as you can see i got on Glitter and rhinestones. I'm all, always wearing some sparkle, right? And I had a friend call me and he was like, you know, they're looking for extras for sparkle and you always sparkling. So you should just go down there and be in the movie. And I'm like, okay, I'm not doing anything else. And that was um, off of me coming off the road with Anita Baker and I was at home and it was a, not, a lot going on. There were move, new movie incentives that had been given to the state of Michigan. And so a lot of people were going down to be extras and trying to be discovered. I said, okay, I'm not doing anything. I'll just go down and audition. And I I went down there, filled out the paperwork and they called me to cast me for another part, but I wasn't able to do it. And so then they called me back. And that said, was God. That was God. Holy Ghost, right? And so I said, okay, fine. I said, but I really want to be in the movie. Um, if there's something else that comes up, can you please you know, call me back and let me know? And when they called me back for this particular part to be the stand in a body double, they didn't tell me what it was. And it was the weirdest thing because they told me to come down to a place called Masonic Temple, which is a theater that we have here in Detroit, Michigan. And they had me sit in the lobby. And I sat in that lobby literally for about eight hours. I had a, they, I got hungry. They were serving lunch. They told me I could go eat lunch. And then I went back in this little area and sat. And it was me and a couple other women that were sitting there. And later we found out it was the other people that were um, there that they were scouting for Whitney's other body doubles because they picked one, but they had several of us come and for Jordan Sparks for her body double. And it was several of us there. We were sitting there and we were like, what are we waiting for? Is somebody going to come talk to us? Is somebody going to tell us what's going on? What's happening? Nobody ever said anything. Nobody, you know, except for you can go eat lunch, go back and sit down. And then towards <laughs> the end of the day, no, seriously, I mean, it was the weirdest thing. We were just sitting there. I had a book. We were reading, taking naps, waking up, like just sitting, 
Yeah. But we did see people walking back and forth and we didn't know who they were. They were actually the producers of the movie and they were watching us, but we didn't know we were being watched. Wow. So, so I, I never forget that because I know now we're always being watched and we never know for what. You know what mm. I'm saying? And um, there was another lady that was sitting there with me that to me looked more like Whitney Houston. Um, me, like she really, because she came out, I was like, wow, you kind of look like Whitney. You know, she really looked like her and, and everything. Um, but at the end of the day, um, I went back to the receptionist and I said, hey, now I've been sitting here all day. I haven't seen anybody. Don't say nothing to me. Y'all fed me lunch. Thank you. It was good. But what are we? <laughs> Somebody need to tell me something. Yeah. And oh, she says, oh, well, you can go in this room down the hall. And we went in the room down the hall and Whitney was actually in this room, but she had a hood on and we heard her talking. But I was, I was like, what? you know, oh my God. And, they, and she was coming out the room and, and then they walked her out. Didn't know we had walked past her. Didn't really know what it was. And they looked at us, took pictures. I said, is there anything else you need? I've been here all day. I said, you need blood. I'm like, what are we here for? <laughs> Get something. So I feel like I didn't waste my day, you know? <laughs> Yeah. And they was like, we'll call you. And then I got a call a couple of days later and was like, um, yeah, we need you to come in and you you got the part. I'm like, the part for, and they were like, for the stand-in. I was like, stand-in for, and they were like, Miss Houston. I was like, Miss Houston, who? <laughs> <laughs> and they were like, Whitney Houston. They were like, do you know she's in the movie? And I'm like, so I was freaking out. Like, so wow. a couple of days later, first day on set, she comes in and my world stops. The air hmm. got thick. And it was amazing because she, from the moment I saw her on the back of that album cover, standing there on that beach with the short hair slick back swimming suit, I could relate to that. And I said, that's who I want to be. That's who I want to look like. That's who I want to sing like. Yes. That was it for me. And yes. I was like, and then I started reading and realized we had the same birthday. Her, She's Whitney Elizabeth. My mother's name is Elizabeth. Just oh, come on. Oh, my name is Beth. I mean, that's I'm the short for Beth for Whitney Elizabeth. Like all of this kind of crazy stuff, right? So yeah. I was like, I have to meet this woman, but I never thought it was gonna be possible. Yeah. And so I'm standing in the room and all these things and these thoughts and these feelings that I have had for my entire life. She walks in and I'm like, I'm in the <laughs> same air as this woman. Like, really? You know what I'm saying? So it was surreal for me, and I watched her for days, and she got a chance to watch me for days because as a stand-in, you um act out, they adjust the lighting, the color, things mm -hmm. like that for that character. And um, she would sit there and watch me and then I'd stand there and watch her. And it, it was just amazing. I would say good morning to her, and, but there was very little talk and conversation, but I did have one opportunity to speak with her. Okay, and tell us about that. Wait, where's my tambourine? Oh, come on, where's my tambourine? We gotta get, <laughs> we, 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 we wait for that moment where you got to, well, yes. So there's communicate with her. Yes. So there's there's two moments. The so I'll give them to you in order. So there was one day, if you know anything about a movie set being in craft services, I went in there to get some tea. Um, and this was the the day she was filming that his eyes on the sparrow in the church. It was a very very long day, very very long day, and I really wasn't feeling my best. So I went to go get some tea, and she was coming in. And um, it was with her security and actually Bobby Christina's husband, Nick, because he was with her on set most of the time. That would give y'all a little tea. So he was there all the time. Um, her mom would come on set and there were some other days other people came, but I, some days I didn't see everybody because they may have stayed in a trailer or whatever like that. And um, 
she was coming towards me and I was standing there and I was like, okay, they said, don't talk to him except for good morning. I was like, but if I don't say nothing to her, I'm gonna kick myself for the rest of my life. Like we filmed almost everything. So if they let me go, I'm at least go out with a bang. Cause I'm gonna get a chance to say hi to her. Right. She walks in. I was like, Miss Houston. And she says, Hey baby. And I said, I wanted to introduce myself. Um, my name is Beth and I'm your stand. And she said, I know who you are. And I was like, <laughs> she didn't see you, you know every I day, exist. Didn't watch you every day. Cause, cause, cause listen, I know about your story that a lot of actors stay in the trailer, but Whitney was right on the side every single day reading her sides. So every she day, knew every day I would come in, she would come in and say, Hey, good morning. And she would sit down or they would be in the chairs watching as they set everything up because she wanted to know what she was supposed to do. And so she says, I know who you are. And I was like, Oh my gosh, she knows who I are. She knows that I'm breathing. She knows I exist. You know, and, and I had to process that really quick. Right. And then I said, I just wanted to take a moment and tell you that we have the same birthday. Now I didn't even tell her I could sing. I, that I forgot I could sing. I forgot I could sing. There wasn't, listen. So I was it, was, like, it was, it was the important things. Do you know we got the same birthday? The same birthday. And she said, what is it? And I said, August the 9th. She said, you lying. I said, no. And she grabbed me and hugged me. No she, way. What was the song? The guy said, he touched me. She touched me. <laughs> So well, y'all was y'all was immediate soul Leo sisters in that moment. She, so, okay. So everybody doesn't get this story, but she says, what else? She said, she did at first. She said, okay, got the same birthday. And then she hugged me and she says, I gotta, um, she says, I gotta get your info or something. I'll talk to you later or something. And she she kept going. And I'm standing there in shock. And it's, it's a blur to me because I'm standing there in shock. I'm like, oh my God. So she says, okay, that's good. She's like, okay, I gotta get, you know, gotta get some information or whatever. And I'm standing there like, oh my God. So fast forward a couple of days later, this guy comes up to me. And we're at the house filming, because a lot of filming was done at a house, which needless to say was walking distance from my house. That's how God just placed her in my life for that wrinkle of time and he comes up to me he says are you Beth I said yes he said um Miss Houston asked me to come over and get your information I said who where's Tamarine where is the y'all but listen Whitney don't forget that's Whitney Houston she doesn't forget so she doesn't forget so the guy's name and you may know him um, and, and I'm not trying to put it out there, but I love him and shout out to him and, and love to him. He was, he was, did everything with her. Ulysses. Oh yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, yes. Yes. I know. So you know, Ulysses birthday is August the 9th also. Yes. They share a birthday. Yes. Yes. So you, so you know, I know. Together. So you know, I know, I know, I know. Right. You know, you, you know, for real, for real. So guess who texted, we were texting yesterday. He just out the blue texted me. Ulysses. And we talk every year on August the 9th at midnight. See, that ain't nothing but God. And we try to beat each other calling. Are you serious? The blessing has been, and I don't share this all the time. The blessing has been from that time that I met him and met her. She died a couple months later. Right. We started talking on our birthdays that year that she passed. August the night, we always talk, and we have carried that tradition on to to now. 
And I have been able to ask him what Whitney was doing and where she was in her life up until her last, you know, till she passed. What a and gift. I always ask him, I said, what was Whitney doing? What was she thinking? What was she feeling? I tell him what I'm doing. Am I doing this right? What do you think? What would Whitney do? And I've been such a blessed woman because that's my favorite artist in this entire world. Come on. And man. I've been able to talk to him up until I think the last birthday. He said, well, you know that she passed at this age. And so. Mm. That, yeah. that is such a gift. That, but you know what? You have You're so the only one that I've told this to. Are you serious? Yeah, because I don't want to put that out there like that. You know, yeah. that's a very personal thing for me. But yeah. I know you've had an opportunity to connect with her. Yes, yes, so. yes. Well, let me take, let me, let me get back to just being you now, cause woo. And I then that have... picture that you posted was the last day of rapping. Was it the last day? And so she, that was the last day, and the last film that we, the last scene that we filmed was in the jail. Mm. Um, and she, you know, she was getting ready to go, and I ran up and asked her, could I take a picture with her? And People was every, everybody was trying to take pictures and everything. And I was like, "Can I please?" But she was like, girl, "Come on, girl." And I was like, yeah. <laughs> and "There we go." I love it because I've gotten to um, interview a few people um, on Sparkle, like Devon Franklin, who yes. produced it, and yes. he talked about her, you know, with the prayer that you know she did with the with the cast and the crew and Ray singing on set. You would just hear her singing. That's what I, that was my next question. What was Whitney humming? What was she singing? Cause you a singer, and I know you you caught them riffs and runs. Just whatever. That's how. Cause that's how. That's what singers do. We just that's what singers do. Just start singing. You she walking, and you be like, <gasps> the voice, yeah. the voice. And she would just hum. She would just sing, and her and Jordan would sing together. Sometimes you would hear them upstairs, and they would be like, "Y'all be quiet, cause we tried to, You know, they'd be like, "Okay." <laughs> Thing. It was beautiful. What a blessing. Thank you so much for sharing all of this because, you know, I've got a Whitney, uh, I did a, a Whitney fan documentary called For the Love of Whitney. Oh. And, and I created a Facebook page that supports the documentary. Yes. And now that Facebook page has like over 400,000 uh, followers who love Whitney like we do. Yes. So, so you shared it with the right crew. You shared it with the right crew. So I appreciate that. And before this interview, I prayed for uh, Whitney's spirit to be here. So that's probably also how, you know. That's why my ass is watering. I'm, I'm struggling. I am struggling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because look, look, that's me and Nippy right there. Yes, I, I'm trying to point, but yeah, I see it. <laughs> Oh, yes, yes, that yes, yes. That was my that was my one moment in time. You know, I that's had all a you need though. That's, that's all, you, all you do. That's all, and I'm so grateful that you know you shared that. But I'm so happy for you that you got to have that because, like you, it was curtain. It was curtain call for her. You know, and you had it right before she left this planet. Yeah, I mean, I still believe her spirit is everywhere. Oh, but, I feel, I feel it. Yes. So the fact that you got your moment in time, like it, it wasn't through TV, it wasn't through film, but you know, make no mistake about it. She moves us through those things as well, but you got your own moment and your photo. Come on, come on. I, I, ch I cherish, you know, I, I cherish that. I'm, I'm grateful as just a up and coming singer as, as a little girl that grew into a woman and just bright-eyed and bushy-tailed and wishful thinking for me to be able to connect with that one singer that I that I connected with because I think mm -hmm. everybody has their favorite artist but that yeah. was the one that was the one that did it for me so mm -hmm. 
and yes. And so now we can, you know, two Whitney fans together. We had to, we had to get Whitney, we had to get Whitney out the way. We'll come back to her a little bit at the right. end. <laughs> and right. now let us let us get to Beth. Let us get to Beth. Short from Elizabeth, her mother. Now I know all the tea from the backstory. Yeah, um, you know it. Yes, yes. I, I, you know, one of the first questions um, that I wanted to um, ask you is that you talked about suffering from a really, really critical stage fright. Yes, and crippling, crippling. crippling. Like yes, I, I'll faint out in this piece. Call nine one one, y'all. We lose. She got yes. it. <laughs> so I want to know, I want to know how, you know, someone who, you know, suffered from that um, found the courage to take the leap of faith to do an audition for The Voice. Mm. Um, one of the things that I had to stand on was the experiences that I've had. And mm -hmm. you have to look at the timeline in your life and how God has moved you and how you've allowed yourself to be moved. And I say that sometimes because we get in our own way. Yeah. And don't allow ourselves to be moved. And I know that I had prayed and asked for certain and specific things. And I had seen those requests being honored. Um, so I felt that the least I could do is with the gift that God had given me to use it. Even though I would be frightened and even though I would be afraid and even though I was passing out and they fanning me, giving me smelling salts, I still continue. To, I'm not lying either. I still I, it's just hard to believe after after watching you perform. It's just hard to believe. That's all. Listen, that was a long time coming. I literally had a friend who got married and um, I fainted at her wedding, almost shut the wedding down. Now they got a divorce and that might have been a sign. But none needless to say, I <laughs> so the thing is is with me I knew that what my fear was could be overcome I just had to figure out how to do it so my thing was become a background singer yeah. you still be on the stage you still get the lights you can still be cute but you don't have the pressure as the lead singer and then I could get familiar with what a stage felt like and what came with that so for me passing out and fainting and having stage fright and, and I'm glad I can laugh about it now. I'm glad you can. And too. then I can use it to encourage other people. I, mm -hmm. I said, I'm let me outsmart this, outsmart the devil. Cause it ain't nothing but the devil trying to keep Come on now. what I'm supposed to do. I said, let me figure out how to go around it. You know, you can't come in the front door, book the side door. There's windows and all that kind of stuff you can climb in. Right. So I said, let me climb in the back door, the side door and figure this out. So let me be a background singer. Let me learn this. Let me get comfortable with the stage. And I just continued to work and I continued to put myself out there, continue to talk myself through it and to get coaching from people, get voice teachers and performance coaches and people to help me really work through what my anxiety was and to figure out what that was. And then I put my own record out and um, I figured, you know what, I'm gonna stick my neck out there because I know this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Let me just figure out how. And then I just tried to surround myself with people who were knowledgeable to help me and coach me through that process. And then me doing that, that led me to the voice. Um, I just kept singing. I kept performing. I kept practicing. I kept getting coaching. I kept getting teaching. I kept getting mentored. And to where when I got to the voice, I said, now nah, you really done stuck your neck out here now. And um, there's no turning back. I wanted something different from for me and for my career and I wanted to be proud of myself. I think a lot of times people don't really say they're proud of themselves. And I wanted to say that I was proud of myself and I wanted to know that I had done 
something completely out of the ordinary for me because I said I was going to never go on any of those shows to be judged and critiqued in front of people. You know, yeah. I got a mama for that. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I got a black mama, so you already know I get you together. I right. I judge and critique my entire life. <laughs> Listen, you ain't you singing in the choir. You, you preaching to the choir. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, I got aunties. Well, I'm going to go up there and let y'all tell me the family gets me together, right? right? So I just did it. And I'm so proud of myself. That was one of the best things I could have ever done. It changed my life. It changed my confidence level. It changed my self-assurance. Everything. Well, I have a clip of that. We're going to watch that. And on the other side of it, I want you to tell me, what did it feel like in that moment when John Legend and Kelly Clarkson turned their chair around? Here we go. Now don't show too much because, you know, NBC has those... Um, Copyright. I, 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 I just do a few seconds. Thank, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Thanks, Labor Boss. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Only stopped it that quick because of your advice, but <laughs> but we got we got the vibe of what it felt like. First of all, you sounded amazing. You Thank looked you. beautiful. Thank you, you. Nobody could ever tell that you ever had a, a, a ounce of stage fright like you. There, I know you did. But my thing is, look what you overcame. Look what look what the work that you did mm -hmm. placed. Where, look at where you placed you at. You did that. You got there. So. Tell us what it felt like the moment. Well, first, just singing that song on the stage from your journey. And then, boom, two of, you know, we talking about an EGOT winner. And Kelly Clarkson, I mean, I don't know what that girl is. one like. American Idol. Like, you know, the I was shaking in my boots. I had the little underarm patches on. I told the people in wardrobe, let me tell y'all something. It's a cotton shirt. Don't do it like that. Give me some of them, them little underarm patches. <laughs> I'm glad you knew about it to even ask. Yes. Because I know I move my arms a lot. And I was like, mm -hmm. oh, no, we're not going to do that. You know, it was. And then to sing Aretha Franklin. Aretha. Well, you, listen, well, you are from Detroit. So you was born with some moxie. Your daddy played with Motown. Don't tell my me. My daddy nothing. played for Aretha Franklin. My father was her first touring keyboard player. So beyond Motown, my father and Aretha were friends. Wow. Yes. Not so the queen of soul. Yes, it goes past the Motown, Motown. thing. Yeah, wow. my dad was working with Aretha, and, and I had an opportunity. My father used to talk about her all the time. And I'd be like, you don't know no Aretha Franklin. <laughs> <laughs> and then I got a chance. <laughs> You play with Motown, you don't know no Aretha Franklin. And he would be like, oh, you know, me and Riri, and he'd be talking. And so I got an opportunity to, we did a tribute for her the year before she passed, God rest her soul. And I went up to her and I said, hi, Miss Franklin. I said, I just wanted to um, just to say congratulations for the city honoring you. And I'm Johnny Griffith's daughter. She said, Johnny, she said, I know your daddy, me and your daddy. Used to, and I was like, 
He went live. <laughs> <laughs> Look, bump the person that gave you life and you live with forever. But Aretha had to confirm that. Right, you know, we don't listen to our parents. What? Right. So you're singing Aretha. I'm your singing dad Aretha. Got a, a, a friendship was our first pianist, I mean, on tour. What did it feel like? Eight to nine million people, and then these chairs turning. You're just saying, please, you know, the old school tearing, please, G -G 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 -G, please, G -G 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 -G, please let them turn around. And they yeah. did. And I'm so grateful. I'm I'm happy that I went. It was just great to see them turn around. Um, Adam Levine and Blake Shelton, they didn't turn around. You know, a lot of things get edited. Um, and they later, believe it or not, apologized for not turning around. They said, you should have been a four-chair turn. But when we saw John Legend turn around first, we just knew you weren't going to pick us. <laughs> so I said, Adam Levine, that, that boy fan. I was like, you, <laughs> you, you, you missed your shot, sir. And look, and he can sing. I love his voice. I love his voice. I do, too. Yeah, he not bad to look at. And I think I told him he was bad. That's probably why they edited that part out. <laughs> but it was just a great, it was great to have people of that caliber and of that stature and that placement in the industry to critique my performance. And it was great. Just and no. What, and what did it, what did it, like, what did you, what did you um, learn from both Kelly and John that you have incorporated into, you know, your performance, your style, how you approach things. What did you gain that you now, it's a part of you now? To let go. I think I was really still being hard on myself and, and like, oh, it, it has to be perfect or I have to sing this this way. And I think Kelly really pushed me to just open up, you know, to just be freer to sing. And I think John more so pushed me to feel more. And not mm. to be so, um, you know, I have to sing it this way. He said, feel the song and just let the song, let it, let it go and, and make sure that you tell the story. So with mm. those two things, when I, when I start singing now, I, I relax way more than what I used to, you know? Mm -hmm. Well, I, I want to show a little clip of you being uh, what I consider to be very relaxed with, with your boy, Kim. You guys were singing um, a Motown classic. Yes, and, and you you listen. You was that was so me. much fun. Look, let 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 us let the audience see. Ain't no mountain high enough. Ain't no valley low enough. Ain't no river wide enough to keep me from getting to you, Motown, make some noise. Like 
working with Kim, so many people love him and you got to watch him. I know you talked about everything is tangible now because you've seen this man go from opening somebody to now headlining the baby face. Um, what is it? The full circle tour with Cherry yes. Shepard, baby face that's yes. coming up. And so you're like, hey, I witnessed this whole thing, seeing his grind, seeing his everything. Talk about your uh, you know, working relationship with him and just the experience of seeing background for him all these years. You said it. <laughs> it's, just, it's been amazing to watch him grow. And now he's headlining for Babyface. I'm like, Babyface, like what? I'm like, y'all, wait. I'm with it. And, and you never know when things shift. And when the when you're gonna be in front and somebody who you thought was in front, it's like, you know, hey, I'm I'll be over here. You you got this. And it's like he's passed the mantle to Kim. Kim has done a great job. He's a great guy. I've had the most amazing time working with him and for him. Um, I love his music. Um, I'm excited about this 26 city tour that we're getting ready to do. Come on now. And um that's that's music magic right there. It is magic, and I'm just excited. You know, we start rehearsals this weekend, and wow. it's just gonna be a lot of fun. And um, yeah, you're gonna see some fun stuff on that tour. I'm just excited. like I, I just I, I can feel the vibes already. You know what I'm saying? Especially yeah. after two years in a pandemic. You know what I mean? <laughs> or as as our, as our um our sophisticated ratchet sisters may say in the panoramic. <laughs> In this panoramic, but that's what it looked like. We just been kind of. Ooh. I so, haven't heard that before. That's heard so we in this panoramic. <laughs> I love. I love. I'll be on Instagram too much. You know they say all kind of crazy. Oh stuff. yes, I love it. Yes, I'm all but, over the place. Yeah, it's it's and people have been showing so much love, you know, because I was able to perform some in 2020 for outside performances, some in 2021 for outside performances and some indoor stuff. And people have just been hungry and thirsty for good music. Yeah. You know, I've been able to um, do um, several, probably I did probably about 10 plus shows with Najee the latter part of last year. And his crowd, you know, you get with the smooth jazz crowds. They're just, everybody wants music. Everybody wants um, entertainment they're sick sick of this everything you know yes. and we want to be safe we want to be protective but we still need our souls to be fed with the music so yeah well one of the things that i love about um your musical journey and your story and it just is so it's so weird because it just don't match up with the with the person who thinks you know but you because she gone she not here no more i love it i love it but like you have spoken up for yourself and advocated for yourself. Like you, I think maybe to Michael Powell or like, if you're looking for a singer, here's your girl, Najee. I would love to go on tour with you. Boom. He called you, you go on tour. So can you talk about just, you know, a, a, what they say, a closed mouth doesn't get fed. How have you just saying things like that put you in a position that's pushed your career forward? Um, Upcoming for this 26 city tour. I had a talk with Kim. You gotta come to the show and see what's gonna happen with that. Oh, we got some so surprises. I I I just say, I ask, I I, I humbly ask, I, I pray first, and um and I ask, and I know that 
you know, I tell people I'm not a spring chicken. I'm a summer chicken. So I've been around for a minute. So right. I've seen I'm seasoned. Yeah, I'm little, got a little seasoning on me, you know, and I've seen opportunities pass because I didn't step up or I've seen people miss opportunities because they didn't think on their feet. And I also believe if you don't prepare yourself, you shouldn't open your mouth either. Mm. So I've been trying to prepare myself um, and be still and be quiet and work like all through 2020, we were recording this album mm -hmm. and we wanted to put it out in 2021. We didn't feel it was right. So we worked on some other things, a few virtual things. Um, we started interviewing more mm -hmm. to um, tell people about me. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And it's, there's so many things that you can do. Get to, to know me. Get to know me. Yes. I, and I, I love the title. Um, I love that song that's on my album. All of those things. And so I feel like if you're going to ask someone to help you or to give you an opportunity, what do you bring to the table? I bring to them a full project. I bring to them seven mm -hmm. singles. I bring to them another mm -hmm. album that's coming. I bring to them some visuals. I bring to them the live performance that I'm able to do. I'm, I'm bringing you something so people can't say, well, what, what you got? Yeah. They know what I have. Yeah. So, and I, and I said that to everybody, prepare yourself. Don't go asking if you don't have mm. something. You got to have something to give too. Mm -hmm. I love that. And um, I mean, I can't, you know, uh, before we get back to your new music, you uh, also was with another legend, Anita Baker. Come yes. on. Listen, yes. listen, Anita is queen to so many of us out in the world with yes. ears. With ears. Just yes. Just because we have ears to hear her. Yes. And you got to work with her for five years. Like, how incredible is that? And what, I, I know it's so many things that you probably got, but like, what are some of the top things that you learned um, just from working with somebody who's at the top of their craft? To be strong. Like, she was such... And I want to say was because she is and she's getting ready to do her residency in Vegas. So she's getting ready to show y'all how strong she is once again. She just is such a strong woman and she knows what she wants. And that's a great position to be in. To be able to know what you want, say what you want and make it happen. And I watched her do that. And she would often tell me that I was in a boot camp while I was working with her because I would tell her. Oh, I'm gonna be a background singer with you. I'm gonna work with you forever. Like I love this job. This is this is great. And she used to tell me, "You're gonna be a solo artist." And I'm like, "I'm not gonna be a solo artist. I don't want to be a solo. Artist. I don't want to do what you do." And Beth always sings, which is my my um. That's what I got. It's follow it's follow Beth everywhere. I got got you. I got your little CNN ticker going. Thank you. I see it. <laughs> she gave me that name. I and, know. And so I was like, okay. She was like, "This is a boot camp for you. You're not gonna always be with me. You're not gonna always be doing this." And she was absolutely correct. Just watching her handle her business, you know, that made me want to have my own business and, and handle my own music. So I watched her be strong. I watched her be happy. I watched her be sad. I watched some shows not go the way they were supposed to go, but how she handled that. I saw so much. Nice. That And, and like, what a great gift of education. Commanding will... the audience, just how she worked with the band, all of that. Just And mm -hmm. I got a chance to just, yeah, but I, but I love also that you got to witness the missteps because everything doesn't always go as planned. And what do you learn from that? And how do you deal with that? And how do you make the next time 
go better. You know Correct. what I mean? Yes. You know, and you yes. got to learn that without having to necessarily suffer the the consequences of the of the of being Anita. Yes, you know what I'm saying? absolutely. It was a great time in my life, and I didn't know it was that great then. Mm -hmm. I'm looking back now. I'm like, oh dang, can I get that back? But I know. It, it was now great. it's in your suitcase, girl. It's it, in your it, suitcase. Yes, and it was just great. It was so great for me to have that opportunity, and I have to thank Michael Powell for connecting me with her. Yeah, and I I, I love that. Um, Michael Powell wanted you to sing uh, that song. Um, I just want to be your girl. I just want to be your girl. Yes. And I, yes. I was like, he's like, can you hit this note? He was. What was the note? Me. What was the note? Was it in the beginning, the middle, or the end? It's what was at the, the note? end. Yeah, it's at the end. And he was just like, hit it again, hit it again, hit it again, hit it again. If you can't hit that note, you're not recording this song. And I, I, I thank Mike for being the type of producer that he is and that he demanded excellence from me. And so, for those of you guys who don't know who he is, he, I mean, he's worked with some of the greats, including Anita Baker and Aretha Franklin, Gladys Knight. Come on now. Patti LaBelle. All the greats. Beth Bobby Adams. Just Beth Griffin. Beth. Beth. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> so I want you to talk about this new single drop in March 22nd. Yes, it is called Let Me Be. I'm so excited about this song. It is produced by Kenny Flav. Kenny Flav comes out of the Queen Latifah Flavor Unit. What? And yes, he's incredible. Um, we've, been, we've been friends for many years and we've always talked about getting together to do a song together. So we finally made that happen. Um, my music director, um, my friend and my producer that's overseeing the album, Mr. Marcus Devine, he's a producer on that song as well. And then we have he's another right. young... Yeah, the heat miser. Yes, yes, yeah. He's in there. That music you hear, he's he's in there working now. Nice. And um we we co-wrote the song and um it's just a song that has um new feel, some little old school flavor to it. It's it's just a it's a bop for the summer and I love it. And it's just it's called Let Me Be, and I'm excited for you guys to hear it. It'll be out on March 22nd. And I'm excited. And I think we're going to have a little visual for y'all to look at, too. So. Oh, good. Because we love the visuals. We love yeah. to be able to see your face and, you know, you uh, animating that 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 music that you feel and give mm -hmm. to us so beautifully. Yeah. You also have um, a cover of Sade's, uh song coming out next month. This is with the musical director for Najee, right? Yes. So his name is Blair Bryant. Mm -hmm. And he is just a musical prodigy. I met him working with Najee and he just gave yep. me a call. I got this idea. I want to do a um, remake of Kiss of Life by Sade. Mm. And I was like, and you, what don't Listen, you, I don't, I don't know why you still uh, shocked. Everywhere I look, it's a legend. It's a legendary moment. It's a, uh, <laughs> you know. I said, okay. It's said, to me, it, it belongs. He, he right. He right. <laughs> well, I, I was, I was obedient. I said yeah. okay. And so, um, you know, he's in uh, Kansas City. So, okay. um, we recorded it here, and I recorded it here with the Heat Miser, and he vocally produced it and produced me, and we got it together. So that'll be out April, I think April fifteenth, on Blair's album, and then my album. My second album, I'm so proud to say, um, 12 songs will be out in June. Nice. Get to know. Do you have a favorite out of those 12? I know they all your babies. But I was going to say, that's like I got 12 kids. <laughs> like, I love them. I 
I love I love that you love them too. All I do. Every song is different. Every song tells a story. Every song is a different. You know, it's almost like I'm kind of a little bipolar because each song is a, a different part you know, of me. Listen, you're you a know? black woman. We got all sides. We got all mm -hmm. kind of sides. So I'm yeah. glad that you honored all of them. Yeah, and it's yeah, I did, and 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 it was fun. It was a it was um a release to be able to just tell because I think with my first album, it was fun. It was great to do, but it was me trying to figure out if I wanted to tell what story and how mm -hmm. and what did I want to reveal to people about me as I was still figuring myself out, if that even makes any sense. No, because that's everyday life. Right that's here. everyday life, right? So with this album, Get to Know Me, is just that. Get to know me. There's mm -hmm. the different sides of me. And um, it was just fun telling it and talking about it. It was fun writing about it. And um, I hope you guys have fun listening to it and that you are able to relate and find a bit of yourself in that as well. Yeah. Well, you've been married for 21 years. Woo! Like, that right, <laughs> that right there is amazing. I mean, just in this day and time, shoot, even yes. back 20 years ago, 21 yes. years is... Right, right, right. Even having a friend for 21 years. Right. <laughs> we used to be cool, but now... <laughs> Exactly, exactly. Right. You know, there's a three-year minimum to everything. And so the right. quadrupled that. How that, you know, so all of these wonderful things that um, you have experienced, uh, he has witnessed or been a part of, you know. So how have you been able, how has, you know, what role has he played in your musical journey? And how have you been able to balance your relationship with your musical journey and career? <sighs> Honestly, it's been rough because mm -hmm. when we first got married, I wanted to sing, but because I didn't know the capacity in which I wanted to go, you know, there was, some, you know, as a woman, a lot of times you're told every five years we evolve, we change and we figure out and we reinvent and, you know, mm -hmm. then one woman cuts her hair. That means she about the, you know, all of this, I've mm -hmm. gone through all of those things. So I think when we first got together, I was more so wanting to just be in love, right? I'm happy, I'm excited, I got my man, we about to run off in the sunset, and I'm a, yeah, I'm a sing, right? But then it became, oh, I really wanna do this. This is what I'm gonna do, this is gonna be me. And so the drive that I had, I, I had to kick it up a notch. And mm. there were times in my marriage where it suffered because I gave all of my time to my music. So mm -hmm. th there were times in our in, in our marriage where I had to balance that and I didn't know how to balance it. Now, mm -hmm. after the 20 year, well, I think 18, 19, 20 year mark, I started learning how to say, OK, family is most important. Mm -hmm. This music business, this is a game that you got to have enough energy to play. And sometimes you got to push that thing to the side. You know what I'm saying? So now we're balancing and it's been good. But it was a balance act for both of us. He had to learn how to pull back mm -hmm. and let me be the artist and understand that I'm an artist. And mm -hmm. then I had to shut the artist mode off and be a wife. Mm. And so now we have that balance is good. And I think it that happens with a lot of couples in the industry. It's hard. Yeah. You know, I and then imagine. I think as, as a husband, I'm his wife. Mm -hmm. He don't want to look at me and these men looking at me. <laughs> and, you know, that's, right. that's me, man. What you doing? And we had to have this talk. And I have to... Um, say that there's because there's some other artists out there and their husbands um were ha have been able to connect with my husband 
mm-hmm. and um, say, hey, man, your wife is a product. She for sale, basically. Mm-hmm. But you guys have to know when to turn that off and draw the line. And once yeah. we got that, you know, we were good. Mm-hmm. So he knows how now to say, hey, she's working. She, mm-hmm. she for sale right now. Yeah. <laughs> and then when when she off, he said, not for sale. We sold out. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and it's that's the funny version of it. But you know what I'm saying? We just have yeah. to. And we're we're good. We're really good now. We just have oh, to- I'm so happy to I'm so happy to hear that. And I love like there was a line that you said. Uh, yeah, buy my CD because that's the only way you're gonna take me home tonight. That's the way you gonna take me home? Like y'all want to take me home? You got <laughs> right. That's, that's it. Right. And listen, and since it is Women's History Month, can you talk about being a boss? Because you said there was a time where you were out selling your merch. Then you went and sung, and then you came back. And sold your merch. Hey, by my afternoon, okay. Now, you know, you got you like a uh, living color. I got 25 jobs, man. You know, yes. I, mean? I had a friend that used to joke and said I was a Jamaican because I did. Yeah. All this kind of stuff. It was really hard. Like, I was doing everything myself. And as I continued to push and grow, everything that I needed and everybody, when I tell you, my team is incredible incredible now mm-hmm. and I'm like where y'all come from but it just happened and I continued to work God sent them and and I'm grateful and and I try to continue to work hard mm-hmm. um and I'm not afraid to do it myself yeah because you, know, you did it yourself I had to do it myself but some people are like well you know I need and I'm like who, who gonna yeah. do this for me no I'm like y'all gonna buy these CDs y'all got 10 more minutes because I gotta go up there and sing and I pack everything up I'm carrying her box to the set can you hold my purse watch my box back? and I go out all right y'all y'all gonna meet me back at the table and, and that's what I did <laughs> look that sound like nothing but a black woman that don't sound like nothing but a black woman doing multitasking and being great yeah. at the same time of serving others. Yeah. So, so now that you actually have a team, where are you able to shift some of your focus now since you don't have to do 2011 jobs? Ooh, um, I still try to do everything. <laughs> it's, just so it's hard. It's so hard to stop. I have to... Th- th- you know, this last show that I just did, I did a show February 12th. It was an incredible show. I opened for Peebo Bryson. It was incredible. Legend. My husband legend. It was, it was incredible. It was an incredible show. My husband read me my rights that day. He was like, let me, let me tell you what you're not going to do. Because I'm like, where the t-shirts? And where the, the flyers? And, where the, and I got to get to, y'all got to, wait a minute, let me call so-and-so. Are you going to wait? He said, Finally got a team and still try to micromanage and do everything yourself. It's hard, though. It's hard to make that shift, especially when you were the everything. And that's it. So and I and it's not that I don't trust them. It's just I'm a busybody sometimes. Let's just call it what it is. So I have the most amazing, capable people of handling everything. And. I'm working on it. <laughs> yeah, because you even sit in on the mixes. You do everything. Well, and yes, and, and most artists don't do that. Yeah. Like Marcus would tell me, he was like, don't no artists sit in on the mixes. I said, but I'm the label too. And so that's the thing. Um, that look, that's that that's that Leo energy too. I mean, I'm a cancer, yeah. but you know, y'all Leos. Yeah, y'all boss ladies. <laughs> yeah, I can't help it, you know, uh, but, but 
I, because I'm the label too, yeah. and because I want to learn, mm-hmm. and I'm interested in what goes on behind the scenes. Now, you know, yeah. But but yeah. I love yeah. the fact that I wanted to have a business and have a label. It's a lot to it, way a lot. Mm-hmm. I have a manager, and he'll, did you do this? And I'm like, uh-oh. You know, so... <laughs> I got one of them texts right before I came on with you. <laughs> I was like, I got to do all this? <laughs> yeah. 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 But you know what? I interviewed Eric Benet years ago, and he had been on a major label for, you know, like most of his career. But he was the most excited when he put out an album on his own record label. Mm-hmm. Because he's like, even though it is a lot more work, it's money, it's this, it's that, it's all me. I'm so proud of myself. Mm-hmm. Um, for that, you know, my dad had his own record label. Yeah, you had a blueprint, right? So I said, let me carry the legacy of that. So it's a lot of work, but I'm okay with it. But again, I have great people to help me. Marcus has been in the business for over 30 years, doing what he does. He knows what to do. So I don't gotta stand here for no mix. I'm just right, no. right, right. But you want to learn, and that's why I think that. No, that's why I think that Whitney was on the set because she wanted to make sure she had her stuff right. She wanted to see how everything was going, take it all in. You know what I'm saying? She felt that I love love the whole essence of it, you know? And I'm like, Mm -hmm. what does that button do? (laughs) Yep. You know what? And I actually, listen, I actually read an interview years ago where she said that exact same thing. What does this do? What does that do? So yeah, that's that's very much that August 9th energy, that that Theo. Now, listen, I know you got new music out, but one of my favorite Beth songs is Free. Yeah. And Thank so you. I want to I I show them why. I'm, I got a little clip. Look, you know how to learn something. Well, that about video it. belongs to me, so you can play that one. Nice. I'm about, <laughs> I'm about to play it right now. And, when okay. we, and on the other side of it, um, I want you to tell me, because like you said, that was your first song that you created and wrote the lyrics, and, it, and the song actually saved your life. So, you know, people listen to to, to the little clip that I chose out of the, you know, four minutes. Okay. <laughs> okay. And then you tell us about the song when we come back. Okay, it's my, I will. Thank it's, you. It's my favorite. That song was the beginning of me telling myself, you're going to be a solo artist. You're going to do this. You're going to transition. You're going to stick your neck out there. You're not going to fail. 
It's going to be uncomfortable, but you're not going to fail. You're not going to, you know, not going to give up and you're not going to quit. So that song really just was me talking to myself. Literally, it was a conversation in the mirror. Mm. This is what you're going to do. Do you really want to be happy? Because what makes you happy? The music, the singing. Mm. And if that's what makes you happy, then you need to go after your happiness and you need to um, be unashamed. You know, because that was me talking to the fear. That was me talking to the insecurity. That was me talking mm -hmm. to the uncertainty. Mm. I was like, I'm gonna do this thing. I love, I love that. What, what lesson? You. What lesson has taken you the longest to learn? Um, I'm still, <laughs> you know, I'm still in it. It's just an ongoing thing that that I can do it. You know, mm -hmm. that I can do it, and that, and I'm learning it more and more. Once you start a project finish the project, you know, start it and finish it and believe in yourself and talk to yourself and affirm yourself and, and manifest those things. I think that's what I'm learning the most that we can do what we want to do. Amen. We Amen. really can do it. Listen, when the keys manifest, when you say manifest, look, manifest, prayer, affirmations, all these things are part of not, they're part of daily life. Yes. Yeah. Everything, all of that, you know, you can have, you know, and this sounds so cliche, but you can have the life you want. You, you really the life you see for yourself yes. inside your vision, your dreams, your brain can actually be manifested. Yes. And I'm, I'm seeing it as I continue to push and to walk and to develop and at least try to be an artist. And I say that, you know, I am an artist, but the fact that I was trying to do it and put stuff out, because sometimes I look around, I say, oh my God, there's 10 million artists, there's 10 million singers out there. What makes me special and what makes me different? Because I don't quit and I continue to go. Come and on the now. Fans that I have are the fans that I have that are for me and I can't worry about those other artists. So I can have what I want and I can do what I want, but I just have to put forth the effort to do yes. it. And when and, you and what did you say? If you don't quit, you already won. Listen, you already won. Yes, just if that was that was you know that song came from um, the Voice. You know, people kept telling when I got voted off the show. You know, there's a a, a heaviness you feel when you get let go from something um, sooner than you think. Mm -hmm. You know, you should, and I had to deal with that. And um, people would always tell me. Well, at least you made it to the show. You won just because you got on the show. And I'm like, no, I didn't. And they were like, no, you don't understand how hard it is to even get on that show. Mm -hmm. The fact that you got on that show, you won just, you know, you already won. And I was like, you already won. Yeah, you already won. <laughs> <laughs> so. Ain't that, listen, that's, that's that a song truly too. is about how my, my feelings on that show. You know, there are times in your life when it seems not, you know, it seems it's not worth the fight. You want to give in, you know, you don't care if you win. And that those that's true. That's how I was feeling. But then I was like, no, I do care. So, yeah, yeah I love that. And I also love how uh, Ray Chu called you to be a featured vocalist on Dancing with the Stars. And you yes. got to see, I have nothing, girl. And what? I sang Whitney. You, listen, where that? Look, look. <laughs> <laughs> Like, look, let's see where this button is. Look, for my look, shout shout out to my Whitney fans. This is her singing. I have nothing, a little bit on the voice. Okay. We'll, and the we'll, couple got a perfect 10. The couple got a perfect 10. And we ain't gonna we ain't say why because Beth was singing, but okay, I'll say it. <laughs> Take a look, y'all. I don't really need nobody. 
Yes, girl. When I tell you that, when I did that show, I that was my first time singing live on television. Wow. You did amazing. Thank you. I was so nervous. I was in the pit area. Mm -hmm. I took off my shoes. <laughs> <laughs> you got comfortable. I had to stretch. I was like, come on. <laughs> and we got through and it was so amazing that was my that was one of the most amazing moments in my entire life to sing wow. live that that was a lot really? yeah, I was really excited and really? I prayed I went I said Whitney are you in I, listen man she was I there girl uh, she was there she's like uh I'm right here I know who you are <laughs> yeah, it was just it was it was amazing it was amazing and me doing that show actually put me in sag so that was a great thing Come on now, SAG Awards was just yesterday. Come on now, you a SAG? Uh, yes, SAG yes, car, SAG and I pay my dues. And I pay okay. my. Listen, I know you do. Listen, I hate to boss. see that bill coming, but I pay. It. <laughs> but I pay it. You a boss? Well, now we have come to the Studio Q Lightning um, Round Beth Edition. All right, so it's a rapid fire, and okay. um, yes, this is this is how I end my interviews. And um, you ain't no different. You just most special. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm gonna give you uh, three. I want you to tell me what 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 song. Yeah, I pick one of these. Okay, free. You give good love, or till you come back to me. Just pick which one. Pick which one that you know you love the most. That moves you the most. Oh, oh. Your favorite. That's not fair. I know. <laughs> That's the whole point. <laughs> you didn't pick me and then put me against my favorite singer. That's not fair. Because <laughs> I love Aretha. Of course. But okay. Um. You love you shoot. You love Beth. I do, but I love Beth the most. Amen. As so you I've, I've got to pick free. Come on now. Yeah. Self love for the day. Yeah. Okay. Performing at uh, Royal Albert Hall in London, or Radio City, Radio City Music Hall in New York, or Carnegie Hall. Which Ooh. one? Ooh. Um. Wow. I've done all three of those. That's incredible. When you played that back, I'm like, wow. Um. I would have to say. Carnegie Hall mm. because I was able to do a solo. Nice. So that was a growth spurt. That was a growing thing for me. Yeah. So Carnegie Hall. Yeah. But listen, just to have three of them on World Compliment Day too. Girl, what? You did that. You did TikTok boom. Come <laughs> on. <laughs> yeah. I'm just. I was listening to it. I was like, I've been to all three of those places. Wow. Mm -hmm. wow. And wh what is Beth's guilty pleasure? I have a couple of them and all of them I can't say. Okay, okay. <laughs> so, uh, they private, y'all. <laughs> I think my guilty pleasure that I don't get to do enough of is sleeping. Mm. Oh, just some good sleep in the middle of the day. Wow. Just lay across your bed horizontally, throw a blanket on you, and just lay there and go to sleep on that arm. Just like that. 
that's what I'm talking about. Wow, that listen, that's another thing that you have in common with Whitney. She loved to sleep. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> we're Leos, we're cats. We like to sleep. We love a good nap. And okay. we're not always able to do that. And to and to sleep in the middle of the day, fresh, clean sheets, a fluffy comforter, just a little throw over you. You had a good lunch. And maybe a cocktail with them. <laughs> and you just lay across the bed on your arm and you say, I'm just lay here for a minute. I love that. And it's I quiet. Love that. Nobody's you, you, home and it's quiet. The house is quiet. That's it. You, you, listen, you you made that you made the commercial out of that. I can see <laughs> I can see well, a lot of people were changing their you, favorite guilty thing to that. They're like, well, um, that? Yeah. What's your favorite TV show right now? Right now, right now. Oh, I got a couple, but you said what is one? I would have to say it's between mm -hmm. the righteous gemstones Ooh, and Snowfall. Girl, those are on my playlist. Right, right. This between those two. I can't. You, but listen, how different are they? I love that. And guess what? That's all me balled up and all. That's that. right. <laughs> no, you didn't say the righteous gems. I love that show. Let me tell you, them people they crazy. I'll be like, what is they doing? It's no fall. I mean. One of the one of the greatest one of the greatest gifts I had was tell John Singleton to his face how amazing it was for him to create that. I was like, I love Snowfall, and you know, for him not to be here now, like just to have that opportunity and us to still be watching it. Snowfall, yeah, and you know the new season on. Yes, <laughs> I'm, I'm flicking back. Right. Right. You know, and then whatever right. I find on Netflix, you know. Yeah, yeah. But you, you got know, to be watching the Betty Broderick story on Netflix. Okay. Um, oh, let me write that down. Oh, yeah, honey. Betty Broderick. That was, that's based on a true story. It's called John. It's something on Netflix called Something John. John and then the Betty Broderick story. And it's a couple stories on there. And it's stories of how relationships just went bad. Okay. I'm going to check, yeah. check that out. I love good content. Yeah. Um, okay, finally, use one word, one word to describe the following people, places, things, or experiences. Okay. Okay. Get to know me album. Mm. Melting pot. Melting pot. That's two so, words, but, but still I get what you mean. Diverse. Yes. <laughs> diverse. Oh no, no. You know what? Get to know me. I take that back. One word, Beth. It's Beth. I love that. I take that back because that album is me, all of me. Yeah. Okay. Get to know me, and it fits with the title. Yes. Okay. The voice. Roller coaster. Roller coaster. John Legend. Oh, what I say about him? It's hard to say one word about him. Um. He, oh, it's hard. It's hard. So let me do this. Let me say, let me use the, the acronym EGOT because he's all of that. He walks in the room and he's just, ex just excellent. Just, he's, he smells he's good. good. He looks good. No, seriously. I believe he, it. He every day he came in with this incredible cologne. 
He was dressed to the nines. He was polite. Excellence. That's the word for him. Egot. I know why he has an egot. He's just, it it, it comes out of skin. Mm, I love that. Really, seriously. Kelly Clarkston. Bubbly. Bubbly. Yeah, she's she's just really bubbly and nice. Yeah. I I can't give you one word. I know. Listen, if it was supposed to be easy. (laughs) Not because you're these people are there. There's so many. I'm trying to find the one word. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Listen, I'm, 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 I'm familiar. Mm-hmm. You did this on purpose, of course. <laughs> yes. uh, Deidre Jackson Thomas Thompson. Sorry, Foundation. Mm. Johnny Griffith. Oh goodness. Um, heart. My heart. Mm. That's my heart. My heartbeat. I should say. Now, only because I don't know his name, Mister Manley. Like. <laughs> with, with your husband. I don't know his name. So. Um his name is Lewis. Lewis. Hey Lewis. Um ooh. he's so many things. Um how do how do I say you did this? <laughs> um he is, what word do I describe him? He's just, um, I don't know if I say foundation again, but he is my foundation. He's, yeah, yeah that. He my rock, my rock. He's my rock. There Got is. you. Okay. My rock, my sword. Yeah, okay. The Michael Powell. <laughs> don't, don't, get me, don't get me started with the tambourine. Where's your tambourine? <laughs> Girl, come on. Come, listen, listen. Don't ever call me for the tambourine. Because that's, okay. that's my energy. My energy is very tambourine-ish. <laughs> <laughs> um, Michael Powell. Oh, boy. Um, I, I Oh, I don't know. He Oh, gosh, he's so many things. Visionary. Mm. Because he saw me doing this. When I didn't see, yes. So visionary, yes. That's a good one, Ken. Oh wow. Um, (sighs) girl. (laughs) (laughs) This is this is its own segment. (laughs) It is. Um, what would I say about him? Um, progression. Mm. Anita Baker. Mm. Teacher. Ooh, good one. Najee. Oh, God, he's so awesome. Um, he is, what do I say about him? Um, this is not a word to describe him. Mm-hmm. But no, that, that that don't make sense. Well, it does make sense. Um, he what? Oh goodness, how do you, uh, I want to just uh, the only thing that comes to mind when I think about him is thank you because I asked him for something and he did it mm-hmm. and, and, and thank you. I asked him could I go and he's like, yeah. Come on. I mean, so I would say maybe just um. He's a giver. He's a, a giver. He gave me an opportunity. Let me say that. Yes. 
and you ran with it. Uh, <laughs> Kenny Flay. <gasps> ah! Oh gosh. Um, Kenny is. Oh boy. Oof. He's a visionary as well. Mm-hmm. He's a, he's truly a visionary. Marcus Divine, who's in the other room. Oh gosh. Um, super producer. And this person wasn't on the list before, but because of our conversation, Ulysses. Oh gosh. He's an angel. Whitney Houston. <sighs> um, she is, oh God, let me see. How do I, how do I, I describe her? No, Ulysses is the glue. He's the glue. And Whitney is an angel, but she's something else. She's um, she's like a covering for me. Mm. Say, something like that. Mm, like in the yeah. spiritual sense, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I feel her and um that energy I shared with her, it just never left. It was so, it, it what it wasn't supposed to. I know, I know, I know. I'm struggling. <laughs> I'm struggling. And 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 the last the last person is uh Beth. Um I don't know. Let me see. I'm still trying to figure that out. <laughs> but I will say this. Free. Ooh. If you didn't put the period on that one. No, because that I do truly feel free. I truly feel like it's like, what, where we going? What we about to do? What we about to do? Let, 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 let. You know how you be stepping yourself? Come on. What, 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 yeah. What That's how I feel right now. I really do. I just, I do. I feel so free and I feel so alive and I feel so vibrant and I feel so, um, there's no chains. There, there's nothing. It's just you know mm -hmm. well listen beth this has been the joy of my day the me first, too the first day of march you know spring is around the corner you're gonna drop us some new music yes. um you got a new album coming you didn't talk to us about whitney houston and all the like all of these amazing things that has been in your journey they're not small <laughs> we're talking we're talking Adidas. that's the way you said you're like they're not <laughs> because they're not and today is world compliment day so i just feel the need to over compliment you um and just challenging yourself to be the best beth to overcome those fears you know that that takes amazing inner strength you know it takes amazing tenacity and um you didn't give up like you didn't give up on you and that's where you sit, where you sit right now. So, you know, congratulations to Thank you. Like, Thank that's amazing because you're not just doing it for you. You are, um, you know, setting a guide for others to follow by sharing your story. I do. I, I try to do that. Um, I, there's, I often tell other artists, you know, if you want to call me, I don't know everything. I've not been anywhere. I mean, everywhere. And I've not done everything, but I can share with you. I've been some places. Some artists will never go. Thank you. Share that with you. And, and I don't mind. Um, and even with me, 
you know, uh, one thing we didn't mention is the children's book that I put out in October. Oh, that's I, right. That's I, the first thing you see on your website, too. <laughs> she an author, too, y'all. She an author. Yeah, that I want to try to let kids know it's okay to be different. Mm-hmm. And if you feel insecure and you feel uncomfortable, talk about it with an adult. And, you know, you're beautiful. You, you got to grow into yourself. You know, these these eyes was like this when I was little. I had to grow into my eyes and, you know, and everything. And yeah. teeth were big when I was little and all that kind of stuff. And you, you're, you're developing. You have to develop. You have to be the caterpillar first before you get to be the butterfly. So with all that, I, I try to tell people what I've been through and tell them my story because I'm not the only one that's ever felt like this. I'm not the only one that's been through there. And there's so many artists that start projects and they never complete them. They quit. I, I know great singers now that just, they just like, I ain't going to do that. I don't want to do it. Right. No more. Cause it got, but not, but, but not everybody is talking about the process, the journey, the crippling um, stage fright. So, you know what I mean? It's a lot of us, that feel the things that you speak about, but there's not a lot of people speaking about those things. So that's where I think that you set, you know, yourself apart because if we don't, if you don't be vulnerable for us to know how we gonna, how we gonna learn. And if we don't talk about it, you see what I'm saying? Yeah, so, exactly. You, so you leave, and that's you leave. therapy for me talking about it mm. because you got to, what they say, tell the truth and shame the devil. So mm-hmm. if you act like it's not happening, then you're not able to get past it because you're putting it in the back of your mind. Say what it is, speak on it, and tell other people so they can, maybe somebody can help you. But yeah. you ain't saying nothing. Close mouth, yeah. don't get fed. Come on now. Know. Yes. You know so yes. as I talk about it, that allows me to purge how I'm feeling as well. It mm-hmm. allows me to get it off my chest. It don't mm-hmm. be just swimming up here all day. Yeah. I got it out so I can but, move. Go ahead. But what, what, what made you write a children's book? Because since we didn't talk about it, let me get that in before we go. Just want to do something different and something to encourage children. I remember how I felt as a kid. I was very insecure as a kid. And then I grew up mm-hmm. to be an insecure adult. Mm-hmm. So if you don't nip it in the bud in the beginning, it mm-hmm. just festers. Mm-hmm. And you continue to live life and more junk is piled on top of you. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I was like, when did I first start feeling like that? Elementary school. Mm-hmm. You know? So let's write something for the babies. Yeah. When I first recognized the uncomfortable feeling that I had mm-hmm. and I didn't deal with it. I didn't know how to deal with it. So here I am grown, you know, walking around ducking, you know, I was like, yeah. I'm not, just, I don't want to do this. Just don't yeah. So let's help them. So they don't have to go through the same thing. Was it therapeutic to write it? Very, mm-hmm. very. And I was able to connect with it very much. So, I mean, even though it's a children's book, if an adult reads it, they'll get it. Yeah. You know, they pull at your heartstrings as an adult mm-hmm. as well. Um, and, and the second book is actually, we're working on the second book now. So come, be- on. come on, second time. Where's my tambourine? Girl, he got books and music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's not over. There's different levels to the journey. And the yeah. second book will have um, a small little poster in it that has affirmations for children to put on their uh, their mirror in the morning. When they get up, wash their face, they can say these affirmations so they can start their day. The positive ab- attitude and, and to self affirm that they are great and they're going to be great and they're going to do great and they're going to treat others great and they know what's right and wrong so that you know that's just the process i just don't want as much as possible for people to have to go through life the way that i did in the beginning and and figure out what was wrong with me as an adult i feel like a lot of time was wasted yeah and i don't want somebody else to feel like that if they don't have to go ahead girl giving it giving it she reaching back lifting as she climbs (laughs) (laughs) i mean you know 
I love no, but that's great because just because you had that experience doesn't mean that you have to document it and share for others to, you know, start from a different point than you did. So right. Bravo to you. It's World Compliment Day, girl. It's coming. I'm giving I'm giving you all your flowers. Well, okay. I, I, I appreciate it. I appreciate you. I've I've had a wonderful time talking to you. This has been yes. a great interview. <laughs> You've been fun. Thank you. Thank you. I listen, I live for those words, okay? <laughs> <laughs> well, you got them. World Compliment Day. This has been an amazing interview. It amazing. Thank you. So thank you for having me on your show. Thank you for sharing me with your audience. And thank you for taking the time to um, even be interested in me and what I'm doing and what I have to say. I really appreciate that. Thank you. Listen, it is my it is my honor. And um, I cannot let you leave A without doing a drop, your name and you're watching Studio Q. Okay. And, can you, and can you just give us a little bit of your favorite song, You Give Good Love? For all, for oh, because I love men. that. Then you um, got you got to sing us a thirty seconds or something, something, something that oh, we can, okay. we can cherish. Um, Ten seconds, fifteen, something. I'll take anything. You yeah. <laughs> oh, and I love that song. Um, okay. I found out what I've been missing always on the run. I've been looking for. Someone, you better see. That's a listen. That's enough for me. <laughs> yeah, I, I love that. Song. It's just such a passionate song. Yeah, it is. I mean, and I think that was the first song that I fell in love with, and then the greatest love of all sealed the deal. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So Beth, can you do us a drop? And um, can you continue being your amazing self from now until the end of time? Yes, I can. <laughs> Thank you. So you just want me to say. Um, just your name. You know, maybe you drop your music. My album is coming out. Da, 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 da. And okay. you're watching Studio Q. What, Beth, my name is Beth. Whatever else. And you watch Studio Q. Okay. You a sad, you're a sad card holder. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hey, it's your girl, Beth, and you are watching Studio Q. And make sure you check me out at BethAlwaysSings.com for new music coming in March and June. Bam! You did it. You did it. You got the job, girl. You hired. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, listen, thank you so much for giving me some of your time today. Um, everybody, check out her new single that's dropping March 22nd. She got a collab with uh, Blair Bryant next month. I mean, covering the great Chardet. Get to Know Me is dropping in June. She got 12 bangers on there. So, I mean, you know, and if and, and, and if you need something to, to, to look at or listen to, what you know, before all that, just hit YouTube, hit BethAlwaysSings.com. You know, get your kid a book. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Teach them babies about self-esteem. Yes. You know? <laughs> yes. Yes. So thank you so much. It's been such a joy. I'm so excited because, you know, just the fact that you was in the room with Whitney for hours and hours on 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 days on days. Yeah. It's just look, if we just talked about that the whole time, I'd be like, and I just love Beth. <laughs> just that. <laughs> she said that was just it was Whitney. just amazing. That was just an amazing time. Yeah. So it was great. Nice. Well, have a great day, Beth, and thank, thank you. Thank you. You mm -hmm. do the same. Bye. Bye-bye. Check you later. Okay, check you later.
That was awesome. I love talking to Beth. Thank you to everybody in the chat. As you know, I'm very bad at, you know, connecting with the chat when I'm connecting with the guests, but please don't think that I do not um, appreciate you showing up and uh, giving your comments. Let's see, we got Ronica in the building. Wow, fantastic. Yes, Ron, he's the one who hooked this whole interview up. Uh, good morning. I know it's afternoon now, but um, thank you for hooking this interview up with uh, Beth. It was a joy. It was a joy. Let's see. I saw somebody watching from Kenya earlier. Let me see if I can find you. They said they Brazil. Brazil was in the building. Thank you for joining us. Yes. Cynthia said, hey, Quincy, what's going on? Cynthia, thank you for showing up to the live. Thank you so much. Okay, let's see. Somebody look like they know uh, Beth. Happy to know you from Miss Lynn, Chicago. Okay, yeah, she's just giving love. Hello from Myrtle Beach, Michelle in the building. Thank you guys for joining, Michelle. I appreciate you. All right. So um, thank you all for joining the chat. Thank you for joining this interview. Um, you know, more to come, more to come. Have a great day.